0: Environment Matters, sponsored by WUKA Period Pants, the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables. Find out more at wuka.co.uk and join the revolution.
1: Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St. Albans and from further afield. Coming up later, how to have a hedgehog-friendly bonfire night. Now, I was flicking through my Woodland Trust magazine when I saw a section labelled Carbon Heroes. And under the heading, it described the amazing tree-planting work of Ian Yeti Burnett from the first London Colney Scouts. He really did sound like an inspiring person, so I invited him along so you could hear for yourself. Ian joined me in the studio with his son, Stanley. Ian Stanley, thank you very much indeed for,
0: for joining me. So, Ian, how long have you been
1: a Scout leader for?
0: So, I've been a Scout leader now for uh, coming up to five years. Uh, it'll be five years in December.
1: Right. Okay. So earlier this year, the Scouts were working towards their Naturalist Activity Badge, and you you had an idea. Go and tell us about it.
0: So um, the idea is to get something, but give something back to the community, uh, whether it be a litter pick or tree planting, and that's what the idea came from. Um, I wanted to give something back to the community and get the kids involved where they're actually doing an activity rather than sitting around and thinking about the activity.
1: Right, Okay. so something hands-on that was going to make a difference. Now, you had the idea of of planting trees. How did you find somewhere to plant the trees?
0: So one of the issues was having the location, which is quite a large area. Now, the, the trees that we did plant took up quite a space. So I looked around the local area and had to decide which was the largest area to plant it in. And Willow's Farm had such a large estate that I decided that it could possibly be planted around there. Okay, and what did they say about that? They were really uh, full on hands on with this. They thought it was a really good idea and they encouraged it. Um, initially it was to plant the trees w- within Willow's Farm itself, but they decided that the uh, fishing lakes would uh, benefit more because there's more public access Uh, to people walking their dogs and uh, using the countryside.
1: Right, Okay. So um, you planted about 420 trees. Where did you get the trees from?
0: So the Woodland Trust uh, do an activity twice a year where school groups and and scouting organisations and communities can come along and apply for trees and successful applicants can get up to uh, 420 trees each application. Uh, a, A mixture of trees... Uh, from from uh, around the UK yes
1: okay so all native trees and you were able to get them all for free from the uh, from from the Woodland Trust then Um, and you've planted them at the fishing lakes at at Woodland Farm sorry Willows Farm and you did that earlier this year I mean planting 420 trees sounds like very hard work what did the scouts think?
0: We had a, a large group of young people there. We had uh, 60 uh, young people from beavers, cubs, scouts and explorers, as well as their family uh, and friends that came along. We wanted to do this as a community activity, so we had plenty of bodies there. Surprisingly, 420 trees does cover a large area, but with such a large force, we, uh, we got that done within a couple of hours.
1: Wow. I mean, it's amazing. 420 trees, as you say, is an awful lot, isn't it? So I I imagine you were very proud of what you'd achieved then.
0: Very proud, yes. Um, We we wanted to do even more, um, but obviously only having 420 trees was our maximum that time.
1: Yes, indeed. So things sort of went on from there, didn't they?
0: Yeah, um, I I sort of approached our district commissioner and planted the idea of uh, getting other groups involved. The Willows Farm Lakes had such a large area for trees that they said that they could actually accommodate lots more. So I thought, why not just stop with our group? Let's go more, let's get other groups involved.
1: Okay. so which other groups have you got involved then?
0: So we had an uptake from uh, three other groups so far, which is Park Street, Redbourne and 4th St Albans. We're all doing another activity later on this year, but other groups want to get involved, including uh, 3rd and 20th, uh, St Albans Scout Groups who right. are helping us next year.
1: Oh I see, That's, wow. So um, you've got another tree planting planned for the end of November and and has each group applied for your 420 trees this time?
0: That's right, each group have uh, applied for uh, 420 trees, uh, we've got four applicants uh, successful for November so we've got over 1,600 trees coming our way.
1: Wow. So so in all, by the end of November, you'll have planted 2,000 trees?
0: That's right, over 2,000 trees.
1: Okay, and then this is going to carry on next year with, with more scouts?
0: That's right. So the idea is to actually get the, uh, the, the woodland area larger and more denser, yeah. um, get more groups involved, and uh, obviously with trees, they're there all the time, so our scout group can actually go back and see what we've achieved wow. over time.
1: Okay. Now, I mean, obviously this is this is going to be a fantastic thing. Effectively, what you've planted is is a whole wood, isn't it? Well, it certainly will be by the time you've got a few thousand trees in it. Um, and this is going to be great for wildlife and things. But um, what the article that I saw in the Woodland Trust magazine really stressed that this was for the climate. You know, you're planting for the climate. Do you think that the scouts understand that what they're doing is helping the climate?
0: I believe that... Uh, with media at the moment there's a lot of emphasis on climate change and the young people even down to cubs and sometimes the beavers understand that there is issues here and that the earth is being destroyed in some ways and that we need to give back to it so yeah i i believe that they, they understand that what we're doing here has a benefit for not just us but also for the future
1: okay and do you think they like the fact that they just they
0: do something obviously hard work but something positive Absolutely. There's always some positive that's going to come out. of it. They might not necessarily understand it to start with, but they will come back over time and see what they've done and have a sense of achievement.
1: Yeah, I feel very proud. So Stanley, I'd like to just have a little word with you. Now. You're um, Ian's eight year old son, aren't you? I was just going to ask, did you help with the tree planting earlier yeah. this year? You did help. And was it hard work? uh not really because we had a lot of help with like the explorers cuz the explorers are uh the oldest right i see so, so so some some big beefy people to to help with the uh with the planting there um and have you been back to had have, have a look and see how the trees are getting on yeah and how are they doing they they grow they growed um a little
0: bit taller but not that much
1: okay so they've not died so that's really good and will you be helping with the tree planting this year uh, yes. OK. And are you proud to have taken part in planting all these fantastic trees?
0: Yeah.
1: And are you proud of your dad? Yeah. I bet you are. I bet you are. So, Ian, this sounds like, you know, you're just at the start of an amazing thing here. And we just really want to, you to come back and tell us how it all goes.
0: Uh, it'd be lovely. I'd like love to come back and uh, tell you how it all goes, yes.
1: Well, so, oh, one more question. You're planting at the end of November, and, and why are you planting
0: then? Well, there's two reasons. One, the Woodland Trust uh, only send out applicants in two tranches, once in March and once in November. But also the Woodland Trust are doing their big climate fight back. So it also goes hand in hand with them. So the tree planting is a big exercise to do with the Woodland Trust as well. Right. Okay. And would you encourage other people to take part in them? Absolutely. And any other community groups here, uh, scouts, brownies, guides, uh, schools anything like that would be Um, would be would be great
1: brilliant excellent well as i said we do look forward to hearing how this goes and good luck for the end of november for your tree planting thank you thank you very much indeed ian thank you stanley thank you fantastic that isn't it what an inspiration well many of us will be enjoying a roaring bonfire as part of our guy Fawkes celebration this weekend and what could be more lovely on a chilly autumn evening Well, lovely for us, not so lovely for wildlife. I spoke to Martin from Hornbeam Wood Hedgehog Sanctuary to find out what we can do to make sure that bonfire night is just that bit better for wildlife. Martin, thank you very much indeed for joining me. So, slightly difficult time of year for hedgehogs then. Have you got some tips if we're building a bonfire for Forks.
2: Yeah, so the number one thing with um, bonfires is it's a perfect place for wildlife, particularly hedgehogs, to sleep. So what they end up doing is finding your nearest bonfire and sleeping in it. So the ideal This thing... is before it's been lit. This is when it's yeah, so, lovely. Yeah, so when you've got your bonfire, you've made your bonfire, maybe you've done it a few days before and you're preparing for bonfire night... Um, the hedgehogs will find it. They will find it because it's a great place to live. Um, it's fairly secluded, nicely insulated. Generally speaking, it's kind of quite a lot of leaves on there. It's a good place throughout the winter to hibernate. Um, so that's the first place they will go to. So ideally, um, if you are going to have a bonfire, make it up the same day and then light it the same day. But sometimes that's not possible because you're obviously building up throughout the year. Yeah. If it's not possible, then if you can, then. Make as much. Well, what you need is a broomstick or some stick or something like that that you can use to sort of poke around the fire before you light it. Um, shine a torch on if it's at, at night, and then just listen because, generally speaking, um, wildlife, particularly hedgehogs, will rustle. So you will hear you will hear noises, um, and if you can hear noises, then if you can lift up parts of the bonfire where you think the noises are, just to see if there are hedgehogs sleeping in there. Right.
1: Okay. So there's a really quite a quite a big risk to that to the hedgehogs there. Then. So how about when it comes to actually lighting the fire you've had a good route around you've not heard any noises any tips when we actually come to lighting the fire
2: yeah so the best thing to do um when you light a bonfire is try and light it from one side if you light it from one side of the fire it gives any wildlife if you didn't if if you didn't spot any wildlife and there is wildlife in this particularly hedgehogs it gives them an escape route so it gives them a place that they can run to they will run away from heat um but obviously hedgehogs they're curled up it takes them a little bit of time to uncurl and and all the rest of it and by the time they figure out that oh hold a minute this is not a nice place to be they will run away but it just takes a little bit longer for them than other creatures that's the thing so yeah always light from one side that allows an exit route for hedgehogs particularly but other sort of wildlife that might be sleeping in the bonfire to escape
1: okay that sounds like a really good tip actually so if we're going to an organised bonfire, something that somebody else is organising, perhaps, um, a- any tips there for so how we can make sure that our, the bonfire there is wildlife friendly as well?
2: So, if you're going to big organised events, uh, the problem with. Uh this time of the year most wildlife they're particularly um, prone it's when you get loud bangs or loud noises it it scares them and they are instinctively look for somewhere to hide so at this time of the year if you can what you can do is we do have an awareness poster that you can post around that basically tells other people that there is a chance that it could be a hedgehog in the bonfire in the area that if you can be aware of that and then follow a few simple steps to help the hedgehog out. Right,
1: okay then, so we we can do our bit there then as well. I mean, it does sound like, actually, if you want to do a bit for hedgehogs, kind of building a bonfire-type thing in the corner of your garden without setting a line to it is a great thing to do.
2: Perfect. Yep, yeah, it's really good. So bonfires make excellent home for a uh, natural home for hedgehogs. And at the same time, you've also got um, compost heaps, which are really good, um, and also piles of leaves. So when you got your, rake up your leaves this time yeah. of the year into a big pile, you could just leave them, rake them into a corner somewhere, just leave them there. They make excellent habitats for hedgehogs. Mm-hmm. And also any piles of logs or twigs and things like that. Yeah. Natural too. It also provides um, a place for them to food, for, for, for food, yes. because there's insects and things like that in there. Yeah. There is opportunities for them to feed okay. in there as well. I
1: mean, that's a super easy thing is to do, isn't it? Rather than scraping up the leaves and putting them in the green bin, just like putting them behind a, behind a shrub or, you know, the back of the border or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's a great place good tip there okay so you've been doing some work with the hearts Middlesex wildlife trust tell us a bit about your discover hedgehog events that you've been organizing
2: yeah so um this was the first time we did this year it was very successful so the sanctuary itself is not open to the public but we were in partnership this year with uh, the hearts Middlesex wildlife trust and we had a discover hedgehogs events and what that was basically an hour long and they were uh, so at the. Basically, if you were members or or you contacted the Hartsman's Wildlife Wildlife Trust, you were able to book up a a seat. And in in that, there was about 20, I think, per group. Um, And it was an hour long. And you got to come to Sanctuary and listen to me for about 35 minutes-ish. You talk about hedgehogs and also the basic handling of hedgehogs, that what their problems are, issues they have with loss of habitats, and what they feed on and general issues they have with health. Um, and why a lot of them are rescued. And also talking about the fact that they are endangered and their populations are declining and the reasons for that. Right. That's Um, fascinating. Were they popular? They were extremely popular, yes. So uh, fully booked every single... um, events. So this year, at the end of it, um, the, it was a partnership so the, the people who paid to come to the event, half of the money came to the charity Hornbywood Hedgehog Sanctuary and the other half went to Hearts Middlesex Wildlife Trust. So the total amount was over £1,300 that was raised throughout the year which is absolutely amazing, really good So that's, and that's £600 or more that we're going to have to help the hedgehogs th- this coming year. Most of the, that money will be spent on food medication, yeah. uh, general um, heating bills and things like that but some of it i will try and use for incubators because we still need another three or four incubators so i okay. will put some of that money towards that sort of fund that sounds the
1: that sounds fantastic it sounds like the events were, were really good yep. really helpful um, awareness raising also as you say essential money so just just tell us at this time of year how many hedgehogs you're looking after at hornbeam hedgehog sanctuary
2: so we've just come with we, well we come through a quiet period recently um and then suddenly it's building up again to become a very busy part of the year so uh, as of right now i've probably got about 35 or 40 hedgehogs but they're split over a couple of locations so they're some of them are at the hornbeam wood hedgehog sanctuary some of them are at the vets and some of them are at someone's house that very kindly looks after the baby hoglets that end up being fed um fluids so syringe fed rather than um solid foods or wet foods yeah so um and but This is the beginning of something that's become very busy this time of year. So we end up, I've got a few more weeks left to release hedgehogs back into the wild before hibernation kicks in. And it's going to be too cold for underweight hedgehogs to be released back into the wild. So I've probably got about 10 hedgehogs that I can release after bonfire night. And then more than likely, it's just becoming a lot of hedgehogs will come in and I won't be able to release them again until the springtime. So we get quite a lot. It could be up to sort of 80 hedgehogs probably even more
1: wow so all that money that you raised really is every penny is needed looking it after is, yeah. so many hedgehogs
2: it is yeah I mean uh, in the evening so in, it takes a couple of hours to, to clean the hedgehogs out and in the evenings when I'm feeding them there's a lot of food so if uh, unbelievably a hedgehog can actually eat half a can of dog food that's the sort of size they can eat and you've <laughs> it's wow. quite a lot for a little hedgehog yeah. so I end up going through an almost a pack sort of a, twi- a big pack of a cans of, of hedgehog food more. Yeah. Uh, tins of hedgehog f- food for them but yeah it's 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 quite um it can be the problem is of course more you get the more things i have to buy from them as well so it can be quite expensive but yeah. Yeah, the public's been absolutely fantastic in helping,
1: helping brilliant excellent this. well thank you so much for coming and telling us about the great stuff you're doing and we'll try and do our bit for um, bonfire night as well martin thank you
2: very much indeed for joining me no problem thanks for my me. And Martin
1: did say, if you're interested in being a hedgehog fosterer, then do get in touch with the Hornbeam Wood Hedgehog Sanctuary. Now, I'm going to be back at the same time next week. Until then, thank you for joining me.
0: Environment Matters, sponsored by WUKA Period Pants, the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables. Find out more at wuka.co.uk and join the revolution.